You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Collective Cafe, a virtual coffee experience which takes place every single Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in both Alpha Collective's Discord, that's discord.gg forward slash alpha collective and startup clubs house in clubhouse it's free it always will be free there are no strings attached there is no bait and switch lurk or listen only chat with one another in our back chat or even come onto stage the coffee shop is open for business whether you're on the treadmill getting the kids ready for school getting yourself ready for work commuting into the big bad city or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom to your home office on monday we manifest on tuesday we talk thought leadership on wellness wednesday we discuss mental health wellness and life skills on thursday we do live book reads and discussions with the author and then on friday it's no agenda friday where there is no agenda Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the Collective Cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption, entrepreneurship, or coaching. So give us a subscribe, bit.ly forward slash Collective Cafe to go, or a review on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening on demand or of course join us every day live it is addictive and remember it is a safe welcoming space and you will never ever be put on the spot this is alpha collectives collective cafe my name is joseph jaffe well good morning good morning everybody it is august 22, 2023. It is 8.02 a.m. It is Thought Leadership Tuesday, but to be honest with you, every day is Thought Leadership Day. <clears throat> every day that ends in a Y is a day for uh, to be a thought leader, to, to be creative, to think, to invent, to collaborate. Uh, it is our time. It is our time to come together. It is our time to show up. And... Um, you know, there are a couple of things on my mind and I wonder I wonder if I can weave them together. But definitely the theme is this idea of showing up. And we, we hear their idea of, of um, show up can mean, I mean, literally can mean attend, right? It can mean show up. But, it, but a lot of people you'll hear, you'll hear coaches, you'll hear people say um, showing up, um, showing up as yourself or showing up as the best version of yourself Um there, there is. Um, I, I guess, I guess there's a point which is you can show up, right? Um, it's, it's like the difference between listening and hearing, right? How many times <laughs> with your kids 
uh, or your spouse or whatever, and you go, I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm listening. And, and often my kids will repeat the words that I've said um, to show, like if it was a pop quiz. But that doesn't mean that they heard me. It doesn't mean that they, that they internalized, that they were able to digest, that they were able to actually you know, use my words or what I was saying as an input, as an ingredient in a recipe to come up with something better, smarter, um, a response, um, a solution, um, a strategy, whatever the case may be. So just the fact that we can hear someone, that's superficial. It's like, it's like attending. Um, here's a good example. You show, up, uh, you show up at an event. You show up on a Zoom. Um, how many times have you done that? You show up on a Zoom your camera, well, how many times have you been giving a Zoom and your camera or, the, or someone's camera is off? So let's, let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about, I'm just going to go ahead and, and, share, uh, and share on Clubhouse and I'm going to say, are you prepared to show up today? And that's the question. Um, so how many times will you be on a Zoom and you don't have your camera on? For whatever reason, let's assume it's a justified reason. Let's assume the reason you don't have your camera on is because, um, I don't know, you've been crying and your eyes are red. Let's assume um, you are you don't show up because you just crawled out of bed. Let's let's assume that you physically look fine, um, but you're eating. You're not really showing up. You're you're. You're checking the box in terms of saying, hey, I'm in attendance. Don't penalize me. Count me as attending. But you're not there. You're there, but you're not there. You are an apparition. You are a ghost. Now think about the person giving the presentation or leading the presentation. You know, I, I was, um, uh, I, I'd lecture, I'm an adjunct at NYU. And uh, it is policy that you have to show up with your camera on it's and yet and yet my students they've always got excuses the dog ate my homework my camera broke my camera's not working my camera's not clean i'm in the car there's always an excuse not to be attending uh, a zoom for them a lesson with a can you imagine the equivalent in a classroom can you imagine a student actually being in class but having their eyes closed or having I don't know, a, uh, a blanket over their head or having their back to you, that's the equivalent. And yet somehow it is either normalized or we accept it. I think about it now as I'm talking to you, thinking, well, you know what? Um, if, the rule, if that is the rule, I don't like being a hard ass, but maybe I should say to my students, if your camera is not on, don't bother showing up. Don't bother coming in. Get another camera. Figure it out. But if my camera's on, your camera should be on as well. Uh, Dave Garcia Doyle said, ha ha, love this. Uh, so clutch, Jaffe. Uh, now I don't know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I've said so many things. Um, but um, you can remind me. I'm looking at the comments now. So, so there's that aspect of it. Yeah, being present. Well, I mean, and, and, and the reality is, like, if we just want to zoom out a little bit, think about our lives. Think about how much of our lives we're just ghosting through. We're ghosting through our lives. We're just, you know, we're doing the bare minimum. 
just to get by, just to be able to fake it till we make it. There's no point in ghosting through life. You know, I keep thinking of the movie Ghost or The Sixth Sense. You know, this idea of like you're there and you, <clears throat> and, but, but you can't engage. You, it's so near and yet so far. It's just, it's now I see what you said, being here and a person of your word and agreement. Yeah, I mean, I think it is a bond. I think it's the ultimate level of, res- it's the minimum level of respect, you know, to show up for someone and have your camera on. Um, and, and you know what? We, in, in a way, it's not our fault. In a way that, that, I mean, how many times I'll be on a Zoom and I've got my phone and I'm looking at my phone and you can't see that I'm looking at my phone and I've got my camera in a way. And it's, and it's you know what? I, I'm cheating them, but I'm actually cheating myself. And I realize that now. Um, but it's hard. It's hard just to sit in your, in your desk and stare at a screen. It's really, really hard. We need, I, like, I feel like I need like a, something like a ball or a, some kind of <clears throat> fidget to kind of just keep me disciplined. Or, or maybe, maybe this is the time that, that I never thought I would ever even ask for one of those treadmill type of things. But I, I feel like I need to be doing something else at the time. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I just feel uncomfortable. It is an uncomfortable environment. Let's face it. These virtual, virtual you know, r- the environments are, are, are not real. IRL is real. That's why they call it in real life. Get it? That's why they call it real life because it's, it's real. I'm not, knocking, uh, I'm not knocking virtual. I love it. You know, if I, if, I, if I never had to leave my home office, I wouldn't. I love this environment. I love being, I love audio first. I think actually you can show up in an audio first environment as you are right now. Dave's showing up through comments, but people can be showing up by actually focusing and, and committing and leaning in. You know, another thing, another thing that, that I remember um, was, you know, I went through life, I was the digital evangelist. I ran interactive media at one of the Madison Avenue agencies, uh, Shire Day, and I would always talk in my presentations about the concept of digital interactive is so powerful because you're leaning forward. You're not leaning back. You're leaning forward. You're interacting. You're on the mouse. You're focusing. Like what an amazing thing. Look how close the, the, you know, the, a body is to the screen. And I've realized actually later in life that sometimes leaning back is the ultimate commitment, the ultimate submission. When you can lean back, you're relaxed. You can actually really focus. You don't have to be touching and fidgeting and clicking and multitasking, etc. So, I mean, the reality is whether you're leaning forward or leaning back, you can be present or choose not to be present. And so, you know, the idea, the commitment that we should all make is this ability to actually say, you know, when we are present, are we actually present? Are we there are we there just in body, in form, or are we there in spirit as well? Are we committed? You know, how many times I, I listen to uh, audiobooks in the car, I listen to podcasts, etc., and then I just, my mind drifts, and I space out, and I go, I did not even hit the 10-second se- rewind button. And I realize how easy it is just to drift, 
just to drift off. It's normal. We have to accept that. It's normal. We can't punish people for it. Um, and, and I look at a lot of the people like in, um, uh, I'm going to read some of your stuff now, Dave. And by the way, a little bit later, if you're still here, if you want to come up, would love to uh, have you join the conversation. Typically what I do here is uh, I riff for about, I don't know, 40, 45 minutes. And, and the plan in the Collective Cafe is for you to not have to work, for me to do the work, for you to be on the treadmill uh, or or walking the dog or getting the kids ready for school. Um, I want this to be a, an hour of of inspiration and 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 education and 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 other things that end with shin. <laughs> no, um, I, that's what I want it to be. Um, and then allow you know if people have burning desires to come up and want to contribute and join the conversation, I don't want to deny them as well. But I don't want this to feel like a typical clubhouse room um, where people are just coming up for the sake of coming up, where people, you know, my worst, my nails on a chalkboard now are people that come up to stage and they go, hey, um, uh, so I'm not really sure what we're talking about, but I just wanted to, like, what, do you, what? How could you come up onto stage and you actually just arrived? The rudest thing in the world is to join a room and immediately raise your hand when you don't actually have any clue what people are talking about. Anyway, I'll... I'm not going to go on a on a on a clubhouse rant. Um, let me see. Um, let me see what you're saying. Um, I'll just read. Uh, Henceforth, the importance of change up and switching from forms of stimulus to learn new patterns in order to introduce new lanes with our brains. Uh, Kalishan said, "Enjoy the moment that you are in, and moments your focus that is more important and real." And actually, and actually, it's a very good point because you know one thing that I actually love most with Zoom and these type of environments are breakout rooms. I love them. It is so easy and it's so powerful. And it's so much actually, you know, one of the things that I did with Greg Vodino, he was, um, he was uh, the Alpha Beta guest last week, um, was we actually kind of, we, we came up with two litmus tests for Web3. The first is the thing that we're talking about doing, could we have done it without Web3? That's the first question. If it could have been done without blockchain, without crypto, without Web3, then why would we choose to do it with Web3? Which leads us to the second point, which is the better, cheaper, faster. So the first point is this is something that just could not have been done without Web3. So that's why we're doing it with Web3. But the other becomes comparative, becomes the better, cheaper, and or faster. Oftentimes we say pick two. But for the most part, that becomes comparative. Yeah, yeah, of course we could have done it, Web 2. But here's what Web 3 brings to the table. It brings us immediacy or it brings us efficiency or it brings us some form of differentiation as well. So that's a, you know, so one thing, you know, so for example, um, going to buy something in a store versus buying it online, the 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 one thing that, that was very difficult for people initially is they said, well, I want to touch it and I want to be able to try it on and, you know, and, and there were certain things that were holding people back. But at the same time, when you actually started to say, well, you know, so could you have bought this in the store? Yes, of course, of course. Could you have bought it at 2 a.m. in the morning? Hell no, right? So that gets into a little bit of the better, cheaper, faster. There are certain better elements of buying online. For example, no rude salespeople, 
no uh, poorly trained salespeople, no issues with respect to stock uh, or inventory or things being sold out. So there's definitely a better element. Cheaper, um, yes, as well, because of comparison shopping. Uh, showrooming showrooming is, is powerful. You can go into um, you know, a, a Best Buy and you can use Amazon's kind of um, computer vision feature and immediately um, you know, find a better price um, and now Best Buy will match that price. So cheaper, yes, with comparative shopping. And also when you eliminate certain you know, um, points of friction like a store, you can direct to consumer be able to charge a cheaper price. And faster, well, actually yes and no. Faster um, at times, you know, depending on when and how. But sometimes actually, you know, um, IRL can beat online in terms of faster. It's one of the things Barnes & Noble did very poorly. They Instead of trying to out Amazon Amazon, they should have just said, listen, if you want it in two days, by all means, please use Amazon. But if you want it in two minutes, come and pop in and, by the way, have a cup of coffee. So they weren't really able to um, capitalize on that better, cheaper, faster. So what Zoom does are these breakout rooms. So brilliant. You know, I do a, um, we do, so every Monday for EOS, for, for the Entrepreneurial Operating System, which is um, the business coaching that I'm doing at the moment, um, we have uh, from 9 to 10 um, an issues, they call it IDS, which is, the issues a solving track, which basically means identify, discuss, solve. So any problems that people are having have an opportunity to share it with the group. Um, and what EOS does, which I really love, is they do something called experience shares. So for someone like myself, who's just starting out at EOS, I'm not really allowed to talk. This isn't a place for conjecture and postulation and prognostication and you know, and, and thought leadership, which, of course, I've built my entire career on. It's if you've done it, then share it. If you haven't done it, be quiet and listen to people who have done it. You know, those who, um, those who can share and, and those who can't postulate. I don't know. Um, and then from 10 to 11, we do a business development call. Um, and what's, it's a Zoom. And um, same thing, um, IDSing. Um, discussing issues relating to business development. Um, so yesterday, for example, um, you know, I um, I raised an issue about the fact that I still feel that I'm still struggling to live um, what is a core value for EOS, which is called help first, which is which is basically to like stop selling. Um, uh, and I I just I can't help it. It's the hunter in me. It's the it's the, um, you know, I've been out on my own. Hello, Praxim in Discord. Um, I'll read your comment in a second. Um, it's, it's the fact that I've been on my own for 20 years now, since 2002. And, you know, you eat what you kill. And if you don't kill anything, then you go home hungry. And, and you come back to your family with nothing, put nothing on the table. So I can't help it. And I'm just struggling to, like, in that awkward situation, not to come on so hot and heavy. So I raised that issue um, and um, and I got some amazing experience shares back. Now, we do that every alternate um, Tuesday, but on the other Tuesday, we go into breakout rooms and we actually do role play. 
And so everyone has a turn to be an implementer, which is a coach, which is the name that EOS gives to the coaches, or a client. And when you're the client, you get sent a direct message um, of whatever the situation is. So maybe it's the fact that um, you, 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 know, you, you are balking at the fee, or maybe it's that you just don't have the time, or maybe it's the fact that you just don't think you can sell it through to your leadership team. And so the implementer's role or goal is to figure out you know, what the real issue is um, and in a help-first environment, building trust and ultimately get to the next step, which could be a follow-up phone call or the, a 90-minute meeting, which is a complimentary meeting you know, to walk a leadership team through the tools and through the solution set. Um, but Zoom does a brilliant job at that, of being able to just quickly go out and jump into a small room of three or four people. Um, so, you know, that's the point that I'm trying to make, which is you've got to understand what you do differently. You've got to understand what you do better. I always say this to startups when I'm coaching them, which is, and in fact, going back to EOS as well, EOS says that whatever your three uniques are, your three points of differentiation, the litmus test is that your competitors cannot have all three. So it's possible for your competitors to maybe, you know, emulate or, or be able to do that same, you know, unique as well or better than you. Um, it's possible even for two of them. But if any of your competitors um, can emulate you on all three, then you have to go back to the well and figure out another or figure out what you, you need an additional unique. Otherwise, you're not going to survive. You're not going to survive if, if at a minimum, one of your competitors does exactly what you do. Then it's just a, then it's just a crapshoot, right? Then it's, just, then it's just basically kind of luck of the draw, roll the dice. Hey, we could go left or right. But honestly, there's, it could go either way. That's, that's not a way to run a business. So let's go back to the concept of, of showing up. We're just talking about Zoom. You know, we're talking about, we're talking about on Friday, No Agenda Friday. No Agenda Friday for me is an opportunity for people to take the mic. Last Friday, no one took the mic. Praxim, um, who, by the way, just always comes up with ridiculous gems. He just said now, I don't know if it ever happened, but Barnes & Noble had years to proof of, proof of concept ideas to combat online books, short-run iterations to test if things work, it's what software development can do, but by no means doesn't exclude other businesses. Um, so Praxim came up right at the death at like 8.50. And it actually got me to thinking, wait a second, I can force people to come up, but that's, that's, not, you know, that's not what this is about. This is not about me shaming or forcing or expecting you to do the work. I'm doing the work. I'm happy to do the work. I benefit from doing the work. I benefit from showing up every day. I'll talk about that in a moment. I benefit tremendously because I learn all the time. I can test out new ideas. I can articulate what's on my mind. I put together a LinkedIn article or a Substack article almost every day now. Substack for me didn't even exist two weeks ago. Now I have my first paid subscriber, which came to me completely... Um, and intent, it was just, I didn't even set up paid. Someone just decided to pledge $8 a month. 
So guess what? Now I need to provide at least one article or some thought leadership just to that person. At the moment, that one person gets something from me that I don't give to anyone else in the world. It's almost like a private audience. And soon there'll be two and three and four, but I don't care. I'm not out to hawk my paid subscription. So I have to show up for him now in a, di- in a different way. I don't have to provide an entire article. I could just say, hey, Paul, you know, here's my thought of the day for you. Or, you know, here's just one original thought this week of mine that I'm only sharing with you. And eventually two, three, four, five, ten, twenty, a hundred. I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. The important thing is that I show up for him. So there's a couple of, th- of points about showing up. One, if you show up, you've you, you got to show up for human beings. You've got to show up for individuals. Right? Today I'm showing up for the people that are in the room. I'm showing up for people that might be listening to this on the podcast version. I'm showing up for Praxim in Discord. And if you can show up for every single individual, then you certainly can show up for the room. Sometimes it's hard to be able to say Fano and Arby and Trish and Christopher and Sabian and Kalishan and Marty and Dave and go through the lists. But when you show up, you're showing up for human beings. And for me, as I said, I get a, I get a huge, huge benefit. Listen, I'll tell you, I, um, I, I, wonder, I wonder how you feel about this thought, right? Which is how many of you have, have thought about, you don't even have to answer, but it could be rhetorical, have thought, how the hell does he do it? How does he show up every day and talk for almost an hour? I have no notes. By the way, the things I wanted to talk about, I haven't even started to talk about them. I was going to talk about where are all the Web3 people? Where, where, where are they? Where are they gone? They're gone. Like, I don't know where they're gone. Have they been sucked into a black hole? Or I was going to talk about um, this idea of, of what OpenSea is doing, you know, and, and, and creator royalties. And, but I haven't. I haven't even got there. I don't need to get there. But I, I couldn't have done this, you know, a month. Well, I probably could have done it a month ago. I've been doing this, like, I've been doing, I mean, I started podcasting when I was, I mean, 2006, one of the first marketing podcasts in the world, Across the Sound, which became Jaffe Juice. And I had my little cast blaster, my little, um, my little uh, mixing piece of software that I used that Adam Curry ex-MTV VJ created. Now I've got uh, my road, uh, my roadcaster as well. And there are ways to trick yourself. You know, for example, when you play someone's, um, you know, comment that they'd sent in. Oh, we've got a, a listener comment. We've got a live caller coming in. That disrupts, you know, or creates a spark or a catalyst. So that's one way to cheat. Another way to cheat is the comments is that every time, you know, like Dave Garcia-Doyle is very involved in, in the chat and Kalishan and Praxim, but every time someone says something, that's a new trigger, a new piece of stimulus, a new nugget, a new spark or seed for me to kind of start to riff around. But for the most part, I had to get very comfortable essentially talking to myself. 
And I've often joked, which is the best way to learn how to talk to yourself is just live in New York City. Um, but seriously, you know, I mean, in fact, another uh, technique, another tactic of mine, another like ridiculous little hack, life hack, Jaffe hack, is that if ever you're practicing a presentation, you just stick your AirPods in or you stick your headphones in and you just walk up and down the streets of New York, if you live obviously in New York, and you just are practicing your presentation. But people don't actually realize that you're talking to yourself. They think you're on a conference call. They think you're talking to someone or presenting to someone. And you're actually just talking to yourself. So I got comfortable being able to just stare at the wall and, and just talk. And, you know, it's, it's funny. I'm still at a point now after 500 shows of Joseph Jaffe is not famous. Um, I still have never ended a show early. I've always worried or wondered who's going to be the first guest where I'm like, it's 45 minutes and I'm like, yeah, we just got to like call this one. Let's wrap it up. If anything, the shows have been getting longer. One, one hour, five, one hour, eight, one hour, 10. Because if you actually show up for your guest, I mean, how can, how can you run out of things to say in an hour? Imagine that conceptually. Sitting down, okay, sitting down with Seth Godin or Tom Peters or, you know, Dory Clark or, uh, you know, just had Dan Lyons. Um, in fact, if you look at my, if, if I get a chance today, I will share, but you can actually see it all on my Twitter on Jaffe Juice. Um, he just wrote a book called Shut the F*** Up. So I was playing with my roadcaster. Actually, it's called STFU. Um, Dan wrote is one of the lead writers on the sh- on the HBO show Silicon Valley, um, and he's written some seminal books on Silicon Valley. We had the most amazing conversation about listening and about you know um, I, I I did a whole clip about some of the one of the things I'm most guilty of in my career, which is I talk through the clothes. I I unsell by over talking. It is my one of my worst worst traits. I hate it. So how can I run out of things to say to Dan? Fascinating. We didn't even get to talk about writing for Silicon Valley. And if he met the actors and you know and and what it was like. And to make things and to make to make things uh even more bizarre in terms of my own technique and my own approach is I don't even have notes. I have no notes for Dan. I have no notes for today. I'm staring right now and um, I'm just holding my coffee cup and I'm just riffing because I've become comfortable in my own skin and I've become comfortable in this context. But it takes practice. That's why I even thought about it yesterday. I thought about, um, well, what if I stop, like Forrest Gump? What if I just stop and I say, no more collective cafes? I'm going to take the hour now and just, you know, use it for something else. Hell, go to the gym, walk the dogs, myself. Listen to somebody else's podcast. Let them do the work. Why should I be doing all the work? But, you know, there's something amazing about just keeping going and about the consistency. Because ultimately... Dot, dot, dot. The person you have to show up for the most is yourself. You have to show up for yourself. 
you owe it to yourself to not be half pregnant, to not limp in, to not do anything half-assed. Forget about the other people. If they love you and care about you and accept you, they'll accept any version of you. They might push you to do more to realize your potential because they love you. But anyone that's going to expect you to do more. Hey, Melissa, why are you not commenting today? You know, hey, Abdul, why haven't you shared the, sh- the, the, the room? You know, hey, George, why haven't you raised your hand yet? The person you have to show up for the most is yourself. You know, and what, and what I'm learning now in this um, coaching program that I'm going through, positive intelligence, um, is this idea of that everything that happens to you is a gift. Everything. And I'm going through the, the, the three gifts, the gift of knowledge, the gift of power, and the gift of insight. Or no, the gift of inspiration. Being able to deal with everything. Post-mortem. Hey, how did, how did today go? Make any mistakes? I should hope so. You're only human. What did you learn? What did you learn from your mistakes today? What might you do better next time? And by the way, even if you do make the same mistake three or four times, because I keep on making the same mistake three or four times in my personal life in particular, maybe the next time you'll get it right. Maybe the, maybe the, um, the introspection is how come you keep making the same mistakes again and again? But ultimately, the question we should ask ourselves every single night before we go to bed is did we show up for ourselves today? And then, did we show up for others today? Did we make the most of our opportunities? Did we realize our potential? And if not, that's okay. We're not machines. We don't have to be powering on all cylinders all the time. That intensity is exhausting. So going back to what I really wanted to talk about is I don't know where all the Web3 people have gone. They're certainly not showing up for for themselves and they're not showing up for others either. I even wrote this. It was funny because, you know, especially on the heels of of one of the most, you know, vulnerable and, you know, powerful sessions in the Collective Cafe. And by the way, if, if you are new to this, we do it every single day. And you can find all of these uh, sessions um, as a podcast. And I, I'm going to change. I'm, I'm going to change the link um, right now. Um, right now, it's just the Substack article, actually from yesterday, that I've already created. Um, from talking about you know what happened with Messi and and Inter and Nashville and how it's a metaphor for life. So your link is. Um, I need to be, I need an assistant, bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go. So, so I wrote an email um, to a couple of prominent, there we go, I just updated. I wrote an email to a couple of prominent people within Web3. And, you know, and I basically said, look, here is my, go-to-market strategy for Alpha Collective. Yep, I'm still trying. One year later, haven't given up. One year and 15 months, 16 months later, I might be the only person that's trying anymore for Web3. 
I mean, if anyone else is trying, please tell me, like genuinely committed um, to Web3, not to themselves, but to the principles and the practices of Web3, of community capitalism. And I actually said to this person, honestly, I think this whole we is greater than me and this whole wag me thing, it's, I don't know if I wrote that it was a crock or, or empty or, you know, but I just said like, where is the we is greater than me? Where is the wag me? Where is, where is the ability for us to help one another if we all show up together? So my, part of my go-to-market strategy is to get every single leader in Web3 to become part of Alpha Collective. Hell, I'll give them free passes. But we should have Luca Nets from Pudgy Penguins and we should have Daniel Allegra. I've been contacting all of them from Yuga and, and Bianca from Doodles and, um, and Kathy Hackle. Yeah, I'm naming names. And Gary V and Kevin Rose. I've contacted them all. And some have ignored me and some have said pass and some of them said not now and some of them said we're not doing interviews at the moment. But not one, not one of them is showing up. They are for themselves but not for each other. And I'm not calling them out to shame them. I'm, I'm calling them out to, to illustrate that if we all come together, there is no limit to what we can achieve. If we get the best and the brightest together in one space, and it's not just about Alpha Collective, it's not just about me. In fact, it's not about me at all. You know, it's about it's about stop the spread. It's about the fact that 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 we'll never know. But if everyone in the world had just stayed indoors for two weeks, we might have been able to stop the spread. I'd like someone to tell me if. Otherwise, if that would not have been the case. It's just unbelievable. It is maybe one of like life's greatest conundrums that every problem in the world, every problem in the world is as easy and simple and solvable as dot, 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 if everyone associated with this problem could just come together one place, one time, and agree on one course of action or, you know, a unified point of view. We'd literally be living in Star Trek, you know, utopia. No war, no famine, no poverty. We basically solve everything, but we can't do it. We can't do it because we just aren't conditioned to show up, to show up for humanity to show up for a greater good, to show up for common sense. And it's not stopping me. I'm going to keep trying. I mean, I'm not going to give up. Because, of course, again, you never know what people are going through. You never know what the reasons are. Hell, my emails could be sitting you know, at the bottom of the, the trough of a spam filter. You just never know. Which is why exactly I'm saying specifically and very clearly, I'm not mentioning names or naming names to shame. If anything, I'm just mentioning to say, hey, listen, if any of you know any of them, tell them to contact me. Let's have a conversation. 
Let's not let this Web3 thing just fizzle out and disappear. Because it sure feels like a ghost town at the moment. Do you remember earlier I said like this concept of ghosting through life? We're just wafting, drifting through life. Doing the bare minimum just to survive, just to get by. What kind of a life is like? What kind of a life is like that? What's the point? You know, yesterday I was talking to someone and I said, you know, in my book, In Forever Change, I talk about living every day like it was your only day, like it was your last day. And someone recently said to me, how about living every day like it's your best day? I know this sounds insane, but imagine every single night for the rest of your night, rest of your life, you go to bed and you answer these four questions. Question one, did I show up for myself? Sorry, five questions. Question one, did I show up for myself? Question two, did I show up for others? Question three, did I live today like it was my last day? Question four, did I live today like it was my only day? Question five, did I live today like it was my best day? When last did any of us, including myself, actually answer yes, 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 yes? And then I think your bonus question is what's stopping you? What's standing in your way? What is preventing you from answering yes, 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 yes? And if you can figure that out, tell me why you couldn't solve it. Or tell me if the things that are standing in the way of you answering yes, 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 yes are in fact not solvable. They may not be solvable for you and they may not be solvable right now but maybe others can help you solve it or maybe The answer is to change your surroundings or change your reality. Dave says, need to jump to Project Love Your Words. When is is the time that I can pop in? Well, what do you mean pop in? Pop into the Collective Cafe every single Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, uh, You can pop into our Discord, which is discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. You can DM me. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we're here every day. Monday is Manifestation Monday, Tuesday, Thought Leadership Tuesday, Wednesday, Wellness Wednesday, Thursday, we do live book reads, and Friday, we're doing like AMA, Open Mic, No Agenda Friday, but I'm thinking that we're going to start moving towards this idea of doing a, a bit of a debrief on the episode of Joseph Jaffe's Not Famous that I publish um, that week. So, for example, this week will be Dan Lyons and and SDFU. Shut the f*** up. (laughs) And so what I would do is I would, you know, I would have my Substack or my LinkedIn article. Um, I would have a couple of audio clips that that I would play. And I would even invite him to attend, which I'm going to do this week, actually, which just reminds me. 
Um, oh, so Dave was saying, I thought I heard you'd say, yeah, of course, you can, uh, no, I mean, you can, you can come up. You can raise your hand right now if you want to come up. So, so typically the way I'm doing this, as I was saying, is what I don't want this to be is, is one of those things where people just jump up you know, within three minutes and it becomes like a free-for-all on stage. So, Dave, welcome welcome to the stage. Thank you for being so active today. <laughs> well, you trigger me. Can you hear me okay? Uh, you know, I'm glad I triggered you. Remember, uh, th- <laughs> the thing about triggering is no one can trigger you. You can only be triggered by someone. Um, so remember that. Ah! <laughs> That's perfect. I love how you put that. And uh, yeah, so, well, thank you for having me on. And uh, uh, everything you say is uh, affirmative to my mission. I'm in terms of mission, something that kind of rhymes with that to give us some reason. I, I'm learning to be a machinist. Uh, I've been a, well, I don't know what kind of intro you want and how I can contribute, but I'm here and present and, and, and I'm glad to be here. So how can I, uh, do you want to ask me questions or how do you want to frame this? No, I mean, you know, we've, um, I'll tell you the, uh, so because you're new to this, I'll kind of use this as a kind of like, um, as an, as a intro context setter. Um, I have, sure. a, I have a vision for the collective cafe, um, to eventually have thousands of people attending every morning. Mm-hmm. I have a vision that every company in the world will have their version of a collective cafe. 30 minutes, Beautiful. 15 minutes, one hour before work begins. It's so needed and necessary. I have a vision Correct. that the future of, of corporations is community. And if, or put differently, if they're not able to create or foster or activate a sense of community amongst their employees or talent, no one's going to want to work for them, especially and even without the whole work from home reality. Because people forget that even before COVID, um, you know, multinational corporations, blue chip operations, you know, franchises operated from multiple locations anyway. So how do you bring people together? And the only way really to do that in the most better, cheaper, faster way is audio. I mean, yeah, you could get a Zoom and have a Zoom, but that requires people to be focusing on their screen, whereas audio, again, you can be doing anything you need to be. So that's my vision. And if it, and and you know what? And I'll and I'll kind of turn it back to you. But pe- people like Melissa or Christopher, I'm looking in the audience, or you know, Bears, or you know, I see Maria Bailey is there, or Jensa, Praxim. One by one, people have found and discovered the Collective Cafe, and they've stuck around, and they come almost every day. And and in a way, I can look at it two ways. I can I can tear like literally tear my the hair out my head and go, I don't get it. How come these people, how come Dave, how come these people have discovered this and, and have realized how powerful it is and stick around, but where are the others? Or I can actually flip it on its head and say, isn't it amazing if four or five people could find a home and this, and this connection and this safe space, then surely... Eight, you know, I've got eight billion to go, and so the the br- <laughs> the bridge between that is 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 help is tell people about it um, and spread the word. But the most important thing that I could ever ask you to do is is just to show up yourself 
for yourself. Ain't that, ain't, and ain't that the thing, you know, being able to be present, not concerned about the presence on Christmas because of a holiday, because we're, we are in an information age at times that by, that was so yesterday, where we're influxed with all these things. And then with everything negative, people are tired of the negative. They're so overwhelmed and the, at the, um, uh, the, the, just the, the wearing out of our neurons and our edge just to be able to like, you know, I, I don't know what's real anymore. And then AI is coming in, which is something it's regardless of AI, it's automation. Just like as I'm working as becoming a machinist, seeing all the finite details, like we have everything right underneath your nose. And then Disney comes in, just follow your nose and be a mermaid. And then all these signs of the times and church and Costco and just go, just be rushed around as you pay attention to Russia and the news of yesterday. So what I say is, well, most people tell me, breathe. And then start to reduce as a, I used to work for Norton a long time ago. And uh, I, I, I was talking with, I meant this machinist shop. He's created the first quantum symbiotic engine. That's another, that's another conversation. But we all worked for Norton back in the day. And he and I, we went there and, you know, this guy built a database for, the army and these guys all, they're all just they're crazy smart nerds that don't need to have high school, pro- anything and popularity and stuff. I was kind of a hybrid, but we didn't know anything, but we went in there cause we had energy and we wanted to learn. And so now we've come to this space and we're like, okay, so reduce cause analysis avoids paralysis. So if you don't know the answer, you start to cut away the clatter and then all of a sudden, I learned chatter, which what I mean by that is, so I got to distill it down because I have to be aware of my audience. And I, I kind of speak in code sometimes, but I've, I'm 40 years old and I'm, I'm finally coming to a free space. Um, I have, I've done a lot of things. I've been, I've been broken. I've been stripped. I've, I've done lots of business. I create brands. I'm an innovator. I'm a visionary. It pissed off a lot of people. And, uh, and I'm, I'm trying to calm down because everything that you're saying, every letter and character, and I'm very, uh, interested in symbols as well, but I, I, I'm, I'm very, uh, cognizant and, and you, you're, you're saying like, you know, these people are coming into your room because there is an energy that there, there is a, uh, this is might be get kind of like up in the sky here for a second, but like there's a law of attraction, there is stuff without even thinking for some people, they just come in because they feel safe. And, and some of us are learning to keep our own, they're like, be safe. Yeah. With my own combination, asshole or whatever, but being able to lock it down so that you can be a creative. As I created a company called Kinergy Creative, limitless, don't take the pill unless you have to, because those systems are bad and fraud. Not all of them, like the pharmaceutical industry, exponential creation. That came from Kinergy Tech. Family Synergy Solutions. My family has stolen from me, has uh, connected to Southern California, lots of stuff. So we learn where does trust come from? And like you pointedly said, is yourself. Ain't no one going to come for you. And if you have the, the gift of being left alone, 
and destroyed and stolen from. I don't even know where my son's at and he's 14 years old. But am I whining and complaining? No. Does everybody have a story? Absolutely. How many of them know, know how to change their tire? How many of them know how to go into the bits and bolts as I'm looking at bolts right now? Know how to twist and get dirty? Oh, COVID. Fear, false evidence appearing real, is truly what has distracted so many sheep. But they are not sheep. But then many nerds want them to all be sheep and want them all to die because they've hurt me, because they've got daddy issues. So the main thing, I guess, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that uh, in this space, as we relate to one another, to have the free space to explore bold new worlds where no man has gone, woman has gone, they, them have gone before, but the freedom to say whatever you want without judgment because we've been through that civilization after civilization and now we have been given so much information now it's time to kind of rest at ease soldiers appreciate the zoom watch the morris code that through this little device that is so intricate is telling us hey lover i'm right here and if we get to meet in person praise that which is above us but in the meantime let's share but then get off the devices and be present in person, in the physical, as in like what's right in front of you. All the senses. And I'll pause. Okay, that was a Dave Masterclass. Um, <clears throat> I've, I've th- first of all, you reminded me of my friend Manny Cabo. Um, I don't know if you know Manny. Uh, Manny... Uh-huh. Manny was a four-chair turn on The Voice, and he has the same beautiful voice intonation and tone um, and energy um, and just um, positivity that you have. Um, And even though you discussed a lot of adversity, Manny's had that too. There were two two things you said that really... And I'm not humdrum about that. I'm not humdrum about that. I just finally got away from Oklahoma. Long, long, long story. And now I'm with engineers and, and innovations. But my brain already has done that. But now to get physical with it. So I'm a little raw. So I appreciate that. No, no. Yes, it's, correct. So I'm going to tell you two things that I just wanted to touch on. And um, first of all, you said a very powerful point, um, which is this idea of trust yourself. Um, it, all, it all comes down to that. You show up for yourself and trust yourself. And if you can't trust yourself... Well, then you've got a problem, right? And how do you trust yourself? And by the way, trust is something that takes a lifetime to build and a moment to break. So so there's also this aspect of of you can't just switch it on. If you don't trust yourself, you've got to be able to earn the trust of yourself. You've got to be able to be reliable to yourself. Trust. And how do you do that? Well, exactly. How do you do that? Well, we're going to dot, dot, dot that for a second because because it's, it's – of where we are from a timing standpoint. And, and uh, I would, you know, I try and be very disciplined about ending this on time and I actually have to go. No, oh, okay, no, no sure, you yeah. have to too. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> no, but it's, it, it's a, it's, it's a, it's not a question I don't want to answer, but the, you know, the yeah, other sure, thing sure. is we spoke about this idea of showing up and, you know, I am determined. Um, and just a little shout out to Nona who's down there as well. Um, I am determined that every single one of these sessions, every one of them, I have to pass a couple of litmus tests. One, every single person that shows up should leave better off than when they than when they came in. Like I have to do that. That's how I show up for them. And two is I have to have learned something. I have to have grown. I have to have 
uh, have my energy, my uh, I have to have been nourished as well. Like I have to have, have and, and I have, I mean, I've jotted down so many points today. Like even those five questions, I can bring this into my coaching. I can bring this into my life. You know, like I, I need to go back and listen to this as well. And I just think to myself, how many people, and, and, and listen, there are people here that probably would be nodding and, and I get it. But number one is you show up um, in Zooms or Clubhouse rooms just for background music, just, for, just so that you can hear something going on in the background. I do it too. When I when there are sometimes I don't want to think. There are sometimes that I'm I'm looking for just something to keep me company. Um, and there's not, you know it's like what do they say with um with cable right five hundred channels and still nothing to watch. It's so sad when there's no content when there's actually when there's just like meaningless rooms about how to ten x yourself and you know make a thousand dollars in a day and. You know, and uh, I mean, like, I mean, God bless him. God, I'm God bless John Lee and everything he does. But it's just like they go on and on and on and on, and and there are some good tips, and it's great and everything. But we need more. We need more. And then the other thing, which is worse than that, because at least these rooms, they are nuggets. If you listen carefully, it's like last night. It's all these rooms about politics, and and I just. And I oh, feel, yeah. and I just, I want to wring these people's necks in a friendly way yep. and just say, you're not going to change anyone's point of view. It's not going to happen. You're wasting your breath, your energy, your life, your life force. You're wasting it on other people, on your, you're wasting it on a meaningless, it, this is, this is hopeless. It's meaningless. I know. They just need love. I mean, they just need love and affirmation. That's basically what it is. It They're looking for something me. to get affirmation. It, yeah. yeah. They need love and affirmation. That's all they need. Love and affirmation. It frustrates me just because I think like, yeah. you know, like, and I'm even last night and I'm listening, I'm driving home and, you know, I'm driving home um, and, and I've got this, you know, the million marathon or the debate, the news, and they're going on and they're discussing the, the Trump indictment and this and that and, and, yeah. you know, and, and then someone pushes back and goes, but what he did, grab him by the, you know what, you know, grab him by the pussy. Oh, oops, sorry, I, I, <laughs> I hit the wrong damn thing. I actually, uh, <laughs> that's what I meant to say. My bad. Um, this just this just went to <clears throat> this, uh-oh censorship. Yeah, this he tried to censor. There's himself. the truth. There's some raw. <laughs> Try to censor myself. No, but I mean, but the point was, people going, but that wasn't illegal. And then, and and I was like, you're not going to change. And and then I thought to myself, but here I am. I'm listening to this room. Why am I even listening to this room? And part of me wanted to go up and. And, and and add something and say, oh, you forgot this point, but you're not trying to create the perfect argument because the environment is so flawed. So just remember that. That's my final point today. We try and create the perfect argument or the perfect scenario, but the actual container is broken. The environment, this clubhouse environment at the best of times, Zoom, even life, is so flawed, and we can't fix those cracks try as we might. And so what I should have done last night is listened to a podcast or listen to something that I knew was going to feed my mind, my brain, my soul, my heart, or pick up the phone and call someone that I haven't spoken to in a while, or just enjoy the silence and enjoy 
myself and enjoy mm. that moment. So, mm-hmm. you know, this definitely ended up in a different direction than I thought it would, <laughs> but it's all good. Dave, have an amazing day. Everyone here can I, today. Can I, can I have one can I add one light one, one of my my little piece of that sandwich real quick? Just like some like a cherry on top, just you, like you, or whatever it is. You can have the cherry. cherry Gar- okay, cherry Garcia. So yes, the art of being able to walk down in New York with your headphones on, whether they're on or off, not concerned about anybody looking at you. Do you without anybody looking at you, the, the, the practice of being so into yourself, because if we are part stardust, if we are the universe within, then you have planets and nations and bloodlines all inside of you dip in. Cut it out. Cut out all the chatter. Cut out all the menagerie because it's whack-a-mole. 90% of this is just, it's transition time because we are like, holy God, this is, this is much bullshit. But how much time is that costing? How much of 365 days is that costing your energy when you can be in solace and then you come back, you're like, you outshine and then the cockroaches and the leeches are like, God dang, I don't, I don't want any of that shit. The, the new, the, the politi- all that politicians, many ticks. We don't need those on our skin and we don't need to win an argument. You just win yourself. That's it. All right. And on that note, a tour de force. Have an amazing day, everyone. We will be back tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Tell a friend, tell an enemy, uh, tell someone or tell no one. Um, But most importantly, show up, not for me, but for yourself. Have an amazing day and see you tomorrow. Bye, everyone. Have a great day, Dave. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.